Welcome to the Call Your Shot Podcast, your weekly sports recap podcast where we break down the hottest headlines, dissect the latest injuries, and serve up our own hard-hitting analysis of the past week in sports. But that's not all. We're not just here to talk about the past. We're here to predict the future as well. On the Call Your Shot Podcast, we boldly predict the outcomes of the upcoming week's games. Hop right into the NBA. We have some news from yesterday. The Golden State Warriors played the Minnesota Timberwolves last night, and the first possession of the game ended up getting a scrap <laughs> between Clay Thompson and um, I can't remember the uh, the Timberwolves player. I can't remember what his name was. Um, um, not remembering his name either. Not important, um, anyways. Okay. <laughs> well, they ended up getting an altercation. Uh, Rudy Gobert came in and tried to break it up, grabbing Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, went straight Debo, and then proceeded <laughs> to put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold um, for 30 seconds. Ended up getting ejected along with Clay Thompson and now has just been um, suspended for five games. Um, <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on that, Drew? And um, how do you think the Warriors have looked so far this season with Chris, uh, with Chris Paul? Um, so when it comes to, okay, there's, that's a multi-part question there. I'm going to try to break it down as quickly as I can. There you go. In terms of, in terms of the fight, um, I don't know. I, I think I, I don't, I don't, nothing against our French people. We love our French people that listen to the show and that don't listen to the show. We love our French people in general, but I, Jaden not McDaniels. Sure if I want, yeah, there, there we, we go. go. That's who it was. Um, I'm not sure if I want this Frenchman uh, doing a whole lot of fighting because uh, he has a tendency to start stuff and then just run away and not finish his, his business or finish his food. Whereas if you, exactly. <laughs> Whereas if you start scrapping with Draymond, Draymond, he'll, he'll talk that talk and he'll walk you down as well. Knock your ass out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, if I had to pick somebody in a fight, I'd probably pick Draymond, even though, you know, the reach advantage technically goes to Rudy Gobert there, but. That's neither here nor there. He also got him in a nice little, you know. Um, anyway, so the forum was impeccable. <laughs> exactly. Um, but in terms of how it's going with uh, Chris Paul, well, it depends on if uh, Steph Curry's on the court or not. Because when Steph Curry's not on the court, they look terrible. Absolutely atrocious. And even, even same thing when it comes to Draymond Green. When Draymond Green's not on the court either, they also, uh, I'm pretty sure, have a negative plus minus. Um, and it's, I, I want to say it's close to like negative, like 20 something mid twenties when, um, when Chris Paul has been on the court this year. So it's, I mean, it's going about as good as what I thought I was going to as well as I thought I was going to go now having Chris Paul out there along alongside a, uh, an aging team. So, you know, you get what you get when you have an old team and a young league. So. Yeah, it's been definitely interesting. I, I didn't know if he was just kind of trying to find his role or not. But as you mentioned, without Steph Curry playing, the Warriors kind of looked abysmal. Nobody on the team's averaging more than 15 points other than Steph Curry, who's averaging 30. Chris Paul is averaging about eight points and is shooting 20% from the three. So it's been a very tough start for them shooting-wise. Is that bad? <laughs> Yes, that's not great. Yeah, this is not great. Um, mm-hmm. Chris Paul's averaging eight and seven. So he's getting some assists. You know, always known that from Chris Paul. But, you know, the Warriors have looked up and down. They've beaten some good talent, but they're six and six, um, currently eighth right in, behind the Lakers, sitting at six and five. So we'll have to see if they're going to start getting things to click. But as you mentioned, they're a much older team. So 
are they going to be able to click? Are injuries going to play a role? And, you know, what's going to happen come playoff time? So I have to wait and see with that. Uh, anything else that you want to get into NBA-wise? Um, I think another thing, too, is uh, how surprising the uh, Timberwolves have been playing this year. Um, they're not only getting it done on defense, but they're also getting it done on offense as well. And Ant-Man has been just showing up and showing out each and every night. All um, NBA. I mean, he's if he keeps playing like this. He might be pushing for MVP as well. Yeah. Um, but the problem, I'm gonna say, the problem with that is, uh, you, like, as long as Embiid and Jokic are still out there, like, mm-hmm. you still got to go past them. And especially if if Tyrese Maxey is, you know, dropping fifty burgers like on it uh, on people's head like that, then that's also going to be another uh, player that's going to get in his way or steal some votes as well. But I do. I do like the makeup of what they've been doing out there. Uh, they currently have the highest rated uh, defensive rating when it comes to well, <laughs> defensive rating. Um, and they're basically dominant at all three levels of the of play. So like in the paint, uh, in mid-range, and at three-point range too. So, Yeah, the Timberwolves looked great. Um, Anthony Edwards, as we mentioned, has been playing phenomenally, averaging nearly 28, 6, and 5. And has stepped up defensively. He talks about during the off season, that was something that he really wanted to work on and not only be a non-liability on defense, but actually be somebody that can lock up players. And that's what he's been doing this week or this year. Um, and, you know, everything's been kind of working much better. And there hasn't been many changes compared to last team's or last year's team. So it was kind of, it was a little surprising for me for them to start eight and two when there hasn't been really any changes to the lineup. So the uh, Timberwolves mm-hmm. have been uh, very, bright note for the West. Uh, similarly with the Mavs, we keep talking about it. And I, I expected them to eventually, you know, come back to reality, but they're still sitting at nine and three and Luke and Kyrie have looked very good together. Um, Rookie Lively has been a nice uh, presence in the paint for them. So what have your thoughts been on the Mavs? And do you really think that they can continue to be one of the elite teams in the West going forward for the rest of the season? I mean, I had all the confidence in the world in the Mavericks. Unlike the, somebody over here, I'm not going to name any names, but um, yeah, I thought they were going to be a playing team. Hmm. Um. But like I said, like the, in this day and age of the NBA, it, it it's not so much based around defense. Like we've seen a lot of the totals um, this year in like the 230 range, um, and there's even some games that are getting up to the 240 range. Uh, so obviously, not a lot of defense is being played <laughs> if you mm-hmm. if you're playing games and. And like, you know, scoring 120 something points a night or 130 something points a night. Um, and that's one of those teams. The Mavericks um, are one of those teams that's able to just just, outscore just hoop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the Bucks are trying to do that and <laughs> doing it very <laughs> poorly. Um, they're putting up a lot of points, but they're not stopping even a nosebleed uh, on defense. So I think that... Um, Kyrie Irving has made a major impact, but uh, it's even more of an impact when you have uh, Luka Doncic uh, next to you dropping like triple doubles, like it's it's going out of style. So um, I think that, uh, you know, as long as those two are healthy and then also Kyrie still wants to play basketball, like I said before, they're going to be a dominant threat in the West. Definitely. Lastly, coming out of the West, one thing I wanted to get into would be the Clippers. Since James Harden has joined the starting lineup, they are now 0-5 um, in games where they've played, and it's looked 
not that great. They don't know what closing lineup they want to use. They don't know if they want to close with Zubac or not. They don't know if they want to have Westbrook in it or not. They just had a tough loss against the Nuggets where they were up seven points in the fourth quarter and the Nuggets ended up walking them down. Ultimately, Tyron Lue decided to try to play small ball against the Denver Nuggets and take Zubac out and play Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on Nikola uh, Jokic to close out the game, which ended up being barbecue chicken. So... <laughs> What are your expectations for the Clippers? Do you think that they're going to get things going? We both had them as probably like a three or four seed um, Mm -hmm. after the trade, just purely based on talent, but it has not been meshing so far. Yeah, I'm I'm not concerned Um, because when they got Russell Westbrook, (laughs) okay, I mean it's dude. We're in November, like the season goes. I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs or anything like that. But like, I this is going to be a problem. I think. They don't have an identity. They don't know what they want to do and how are they going to stop a team like the the Nuggets or Lakers? Well, yeah. And so that's what the rest of the season is for is is building up that chemistry, learning from each, each player and what their deficits are and learning how to play around those deficits to, to kind of hide those. Um, One of the main problems is that they, I think I believe are uh, top five right now in uh, uh, isolation points. Mm-hmm. Um, which means they've just been doing a lot of, okay, your turn, my turn kind of basketball instead of uh, doing any pick and rolls or pick and pops or running actual offense, moving the ball around. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of dribble, 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 um, either post up, step back three, or, you know, With just James Harden? a terrible no, shot. No, I would have never yeah. guessed. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. So um, right now they're currently 0-4 with James Harden. Um, they've lost five straight. Uh, or they lost five straight when they initially got Westbrook uh, last year, but then they were able to come back and win uh, a uh, a playoff game against the Suns. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why I'm not concerned is that it took so long for them to uh, gel, even just adding in uh, one more core piece in Russell Westbrook. And so you add in um, uh, James Harden right now, yeah, sure. When James Harden's off the court right now, they have a plus 14.7 net rating, which, um, you know, <laughs> but um, and then also when uh, when James Harden's on the court, since they've at least since they traded for him, they have a negative uh, 5.8 net rating um, and Philly's net rating since trading away James Harden has been uh, plus six. So now maybe it's a little bit of addition by subtraction by Philly. But at the same time, I do think that time will ultimately allow the Clippers to uh, figure figure their stuff out, we'll say, stuff <laughs> um, out and uh, build some chemistry, like I said, and learn how to play off of each other instead of just having one player go and the next player go. Because um, other than James Harden, Paul George is not much of an iso ball uh, kind of player. Um, he's more like pass it around, uh, get a nice uh, uh, either like spot up shot off the off a screen or um, uh, catching like an open three or, you know, whatever. And Kawhi Laird maybe will back down somebody, kick it out to somebody that's open or spin off uh, towards the baseline, dunk on somebody's head, do something crazy. So or shoot a line drive three, which drives me crazy as well. Um, <laughs> Goes in. But yeah, exactly. Um, so that's yeah. my take on, on Philly right now. Uh, yeah, that's fair enough with the Clippers. I think that, you know, we talked about last year when they tried to incorporate Russ and they ended up going 0-5 with that start to the season. I think that was a little bit more understandable. I think that, like, I would probably say that James Harden is a better offensive player at this point in time than Russ, but I think that Russ is going to give you 100% effort every single night 
James Harden is, I would probably say, a liability on defense and offensively is an ISO type player. So I'm not exactly sure how they're going to try to incorporate all that together. They've already talked about players like Bones Highland um, is probably not going to be able to see any playing time on the court. Norman Powell's minutes have been reduced. Terrence Mann's minutes have been reduced. So overall, the chemistry on the team as a whole, it seems like is getting affected um, pretty badly, which is probably has to do with them in these losses as well. People can't really get a rhythm. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, they do have a game against the Rockets coming up on Friday, which should be a game that they should be able to win. So hopefully they can get started on the right foot. Uh, any yeah. other teams that you wanted to cover in the West or in the East? Um, no, I don't. Well, actually, yes. But um, I was looking up this stat. That's why my brain's a little off right now. I'm looking at uh, Azir Thompson. Um, for the uh, for Detroit, Pistons, he's currently yeah. averaging, yeah, he's averaging ten point three rebounds a game. He is six six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's like I think top five in blocks too. Yeah, like it's, I don't know. It don't don't count him out for uh, MVP uh, or <laughs> Rookie of the Year. I mean, not MVP, but Rookie <laughs> of the Year. Um, you know, he's looking a little bit better than uh, than Victor Wembanyama when it comes to uh, getting rebounds and blocks as well. So, um, I do think that the Pistons have a have a nice future ahead of them. Um, it's just they're just so young and inexperienced, yeah. and their their core their core is is solid. Yeah, but they're how would I describe it? They're like I don't want to call them like little baby trolls but um we'll call them we'll call them little seedlings all right so like they're not sprouted yet they're they're still they're still little buds you know there's they're still in the ground they're still we're getting ready to grow but i think you know give them give them a year and a half maybe two and they'll definitely be i think that they'll at least be a five seed Within four the, seed, a few years two or something years. like that. Because like, you're right, two I years. like the core. I'm writing down two years. Okay, I don't know about all that. It's currently sitting at two and ten. Obviously, like you said, they're still young. Cade Cunningham is in his second or third season. Uh, Thompson looks good. Stewart as a center <clears throat> is a solid piece. Duran and uh, they also have uh, uh, come on Knox as well, and Wiseman who kind of got left for dead once he got drafted by the Warriors, and now he's just kind of a piece um but fair enough one team that i am su- not necessarily surprised with because i did have them um as, as a potential surprise team is the pacers who have looked very good uh tyrese halliburton has had like a stretch of like some of the most efficient basketball that we've ever seen um with 30 assists zero turnovers over the past two games um averaging like nearly 25 and 10 um or 25 and 13 sorry and has been able to uh carry the pacers to a top three seed in the east um so did you have any outlook on the pacers um you talk about potential mvps don't leave my boy tyrese uh, halliburton out there i'm just saying so hey man coming into the season i was the one that was telling you um how how well they're going to be doing this year and you're like dude stop it man no you said that you were surprised on how high i had the pacers no, I said that I think that they're going to be good, but wait, how high do you have the Pacers? I have them as my seventh seed. 
seventh or eighth seed, I think. I have to look at my oh, thing. Okay, maybe you are you are a little crazy then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you had him. I thought you had him outside the playoffs. I'm thinking of a uh, different team then. But mm. um, yeah, no, I mean, I I was I thought I was high on them, but I guess you were higher on them. I I don't know if you smoking over there, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, one of one of the things too that's helping them out is um like they've they've always been a good uh, transition uh, defense. But then they're also, or defense, transition offense, and that's how they get a lot of their points. Um, but they're also able to, this year, uh, play a little bit in the half court as well um, and, and create more offense as opposed to what they've been doing in the in years past where if they didn't get a steal, which they often <laughs> didn't because their defense was so bad, uh, they weren't really getting any points at all. Um, so they're able to turn that around this year too. Fair enough. Uh, additionally, in the East, the Boston Celtics, not a surprise, have looked elite. 9-2, and two, Philadelphia 76ers have looked great without James Harden. Tyrese Maxey, as you've mentioned, has completely stepped up and is probably one of the favorites for most improved player. Um, Joel Embiid has also been doing what he normally does as well. And Tobias Harris has gotten a lot more uh, touches without James Harden. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Pacers are also sitting at third. Miami made a little bit of a turnaround. Now they're sitting at seven and four, firmly in the uh, top four seed. Milwaukee Bucks are on a little win streak here, sitting at seven and four. Other than that, some surprises of that I would have is pretty much the Cleveland Cavaliers are sitting at four and six. Jared Allen's been in and out of the lineup as he's been dealing with his injuries as well. So they haven't really had their full array of um, of players, but still a little surprised to see them that low. So anything else that you wanted to touch on out of the East? Yeah, one one thing about the Bucks is doesn't I, look good. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. I talent wise, they're gonna win games. Obviously, but it doesn't look good. Yeah, it's another one of those things too, where we were just talking about you in this day and age with uh, with the NBA, you got to have a solid offense and everything. You got to be able to score points. Um, yep. But you also have to somewhat be able to stop somebody on defense. Like <laughs> it's literally just Swiss cheese out there every time uh, somebody gets the ball on, on the other team. Like you and I just can surprising. Go out there and drop at least fifteen. You know, like Giannis is a good defender. Brook Lopez is a good defender. Jay Crowder off the bench has been notoriously known as being a good defender. So like I don't, I don't, I don't know. But a lot of those defenders that you just named are up there in age as well too. So Giannis is twenty eight. Well, other than Giannis, obviously. <laughs> yeah, fair um, enough. But I'm just saying, like, they're missing a step for sure. Um, yeah. They're currently ranked 24th out of 30 teams in defensive rating. Yeah. My Pistons are above <laughs> them right now. So, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, it's, I don't know. And on offense, too, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're scoring, top but they're on yeah, they're seventh right now in offensive rating. Yeah. But if you're if you're going to be that low in defensive rating, you got to be like the Mavericks, who are second right now in offensive rating, um, only behind the your Pacers. Um, so damn straight. I okay. Said, Don't you forget it. <laughs> um, one one underrated thing too that I like to look at uh, for teams, especially if they have a, a below average offense, is how do they do on the boards. So are they rebounding the ball? Are they getting missed shots? Are they um, preventing uh, uh, second chance points for the other team? And so that's one of the other things too that has been kind of surprising is that they're they're 25th right now in defensive rebounds. Like they're the other team is just 
Oh, we missed a shot. Okay, let's get up and get another shot. Oh, we missed that one too. Let's get a third shot. Oh, we missed that one again. It's it's the Pistons I'm talking about. Um, they, we missed again. Let's just get another one up. That's Azir Thompson. That's getting all these rebounds too. Um, mm-hmm. But it's yeah, I don't know. They're 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 a strange strange team to figure out for sure. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Uh, one one last thing too. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets surprisingly been playing pretty well this far. Um, and yeah. at least in terms of uh, the betting market, uh, they're current, they've currently covered every single game that they've uh, played in. Um, so I think going forward, you know, maybe start to look to fade them because they're obviously not going to cover every game, but um, they have definitely been playing a lot better than what people were thinking that they were going to do. I think that currently uh, Ben Simmons is hurt right now, but um, yeah, they actually just came out today ben saying that he was going to miss a lot of time because it was confirmed mm-hmm. that he has a nerve irritation in his hip. So he's supposed to be yeah. out for the foreseeable future, but you're right. The Nets have looked good. <laughs> They're always an entertaining team. One thing that I will point out, you know, I thought you were going to point it out. So I wasn't even going to say it, but I will give you your flowers after starting the season. Owen three, the Houston Rockets are now on a six game winning streak and are six and three currently third or fourth in the Western conference. They have wins against, they had a first win against the Hornets, but they have beaten the Kings twice, the Lakers, Pelicans, and they just beat Mm -hmm. the Nuggets. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we like that. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I can't even like like that's been surprising. They've been some very good talent and competition. So that, I mean, that also, was been surprising. Also though, like <laughs> uh, when they beat the when they beat the Kings, they didn't have De'Aaron Fox. When they Fair. beat the Lakers, it was on the uh, uh, I think it was the second night of the back to back for the Lakers. So yeah. it it was, and I think when they uh, when they played against the Nuggets, they also didn't have uh, they didn't, they didn't uh, Murray have Jamal well. Murray. Exactly. But you can so, only play who's in front of you. But yeah, so. true. But I'm just saying, like. It's it's like the wins that the that the Seahawks have. They you know play okay. a little bit of soft okay. competition. <laughs> okay. If you would have told me that the Lakers were playing the Rockets, even because they uh, the Lakers played when they played the Rockets, they, we didn't have AD, so we did have LeBron. I still would have favored the Lakers, which is why they were favored, and the Nuggets were still favored mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, the the Rockets have looked pretty good. They've been a very good defensive team over the past few. Um, games holding team to around under 100 points so it's actually been pretty good mm-hmm. that if, if they can just get their their offense going then that'll make them definitely a, com- a more complete team um i can't even find them at the bottom of this list right here where are they my god uh, um yeah no, offensively the are they? they're 12th and Am I blind defensively right actually, i might be blind there. oh Yep, there they are. Yeah, twelfth on uh, on offense, which is kind of surprising because it doesn't seem like they're twelfth on offense based on how they move the ball around or don't move defense. The ball they're around, fourth, so borderline yep. top ten in both offense and defense. So, mm-hmm. see, the Orlando Magic are another one of those teams too, where um, they they're they're playing nineties basketball. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're basically just you know shooting mid range shots. I believe they uh, they lead the league in in uh, or top five as well at uh, points in the paint. Um, and they have the third least amount of three point shots taken or attempted, I should say. So they're, they're not winning in terms of like the math equation when they go against teams that shoot against three or shoot threes. However, their defense has been pretty stout. Um, 
in terms of the amount of points that they're allowing and stuff and defensive rating wise they're currently third right now only behind the celtics and the timberwolves so lakers play them again on sunday we'll be sure to get our get back so (laughs) yeah that's that's pretty much it anything else that you Mm -hmm. wanted to get into in the nba um no i don't believe so you're getting a little nasally over there so you might have to call it legit (laughs) it's out here sick covid sucks all that stuff well, mm-hmm. thank you for listening, everybody. This has been the Call Your Shot Podcast with your hosts, Alex Harris and Drew Moore. Uh, you can find us whenever you can find your podcast. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to check our links at the bottom of the description for our social medias. Um, anything else, Drew? Um, no, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, just making sure that you're uh, liking, subscribing. Um, make sure you download the podcast as well. Share it to all your friends, family, and even your neighbor, too, if you like them. If you don't like them, you or can her. still share it to them. Yeah. Them, they, them, you know. We'll see you next Wednesday. Peace.